4: was so much owed by so
0: many to so few. Group captain retired, John Paddy Hemingway, the last known Battle for France and Battle of Britain pilot, celebrated his 103rd birthday in May of this year. In casement aerodrome this Friday, John was reunited with a Hurricane aircraft, the same type he flew in World War II. On its arrival, the Hurricane stopped and powered up its engine again, so the wartime pilot could see hear and smell what he called his office throughout World War II. The Irish Air Corps celebrated a special Centenary Veterans Day in Casement Aerodrome Baldonnell. As part of the event, the Royal Air Force Battle of Britain Memorial Flight, accompanied by the Irish aerobatic display team, the Silver Swallows, flew in formation across Dublin City and landed at Casement. As we've mentioned, the guest for the event is a proud Irishman, Group Captain retired John Paddy Hemingway, DFC, a Battle of Britain pilot who flew with distinction during World War II. Paddy joined the RAF on a short service commission on the 7th of March 1938, gaining the rank of pilot officer a year later. outbreak of World War II, he was assigned to 85 Squadron in France, recorded as destroying a Heinkel 111 on the 10th of May. The following day, he destroyed a Dornier 17, a twin engine light bomber, and was forced to make a landing near Maastricht after his plane was damaged. During the Battle of Dunkirk, he flew supporting missions over the English Channel. Paddy initially served in England with 253 Squadron before returning to 85 Squadron on the 15th of June that year, And on the 1st of July 1941, he was awarded the Distinguished Flying Cross. He was shot down again over Eastchurch on the 26th of August, making him 85 Squadron's first official combat victim over Britain. General Officer Commanding the Irish Air Corps, Brigadier General Rory O'Connor, told me more.
4: Yeah, truly iconic day for us, I suppose. we knew it would be sort of a busy day, being our Veterans Day, part of our centenary celebrations. Uh, we knew the Battle of Britain Memorial Fight was coming in, the RAF were supporting us for the weekend, uh, and then, of course, Group Captain Hemingway coming in as well. But when you put them all together, it was a truly spectacular day today.
0: Really hard to capture the impact that man had on the, on the gathered group here. He, he absolutely mesmerised people. He did, yes. Uh,
4: he was engaging. Uh, his son had his logbook here, going back from the uh, Battle of Britain and that as well. Uh, and he got a fantastic reception here as he was brought out. And you could see it was an emotional day, I think for a lot of people here, just to see 80 aircraft, such iconic aircraft, Lancaster Hurricane coming in. But for him, having flown the hurricane during the battle of Britain as well, it was a truly spectacular moment. The
0: other thing, of course, is you've been surrounded by veterans all day.
4: <laughs> yes, uh, a lot of people that uh, probably haven't graced our, our, our borders here in quite a while. Uh, and the whole idea was to allow them the opportunity during the year to come back and establish old, old relationships, uh, meet up. I've, I've met a few people that I haven't seen in about 30 years nearly at this stage. Um, so, And that's the whole, uh, I suppose, idea of having a Veterans Day. Um, we have a huge history here. Uh, in Baldonnell and in aviation in Ireland. Baldonnell, I, w- I would say, is the spiritual home of aviation in Ireland. Uh, and um, and we always seem to have a good, uh, I suppose, uh, group of uh, veterans who come back and support us. So just presents them with the opportunity. The weather was great. Aircrafts, PC-9's information, the Swallows' information with the uh, Battle of Britain flight, it just was fantastic.
0: It's hard to believe it's over a year since we chatted to you last uh, in Burr, and you were really enthusiastic and looking forward to this year. It's holding out very well for you.
4: Yes, I suppose... Um, been lucky with the weather. So if you go back to the 23rd of March when we had our centenary day, uh, the third of May when we had the uh, since uh, celebrating the takeover of the camp, and today as well it's brilliant. We just need about two more days I suppose. Uh, I know it's due to get a bit darker and murkier tomorrow, but hopefully now if it, the skies will brighten up then for Bray on Sunday.
0: Well, as the crew from the Battle of Britain Memorial Flight left their Lancaster, I got a chance to talk with the crew and officer commanding the BBFM, squadron leader Mark Sugden.
2: Welcome to Ireland. Well, thank you for having us and thank you for ordering the weather.
0: It's it, done on purpose, especially. The purpose of your visit, of course, this
2: weekend is marking 100 years of the Irish Air Corps and an air show on Sunday. It is, and so many firsts, I think. So we were talking earlier, of, we've been here, we've said, I don't know whether we've ever flown in formation with the Silver Swallows before to fly over the Liffey in Dublin. A lot of firsts, and, and for me to meet a Battle of Britain veteran, um, it's been a super special day to be here. It's, um, like I say, humbling to meet the, pe- the people that we commemorate, um, the veterans, and to be here to be part of the, uh, the centenary celebrations as well. It's um, incredible, incredible for us.
0: And you brought two superb aircraft.
2: We have. So we've bought a Hurricane, um, which certainly for Paddy, that was, um, I think, somebody told me maybe 50 years since he's uh, last uh, seen a Hurricane. Um, and she's the last Hurricane ever made. So the last of the many, very, very special. And uh, the jewel in our crown, um, the Avro Lancaster. So only of one only well one of two flying in the world. Uh, and incredible to, to bring her here to show, show to you all.
0: You mentioned Paddy. A fantastic story.
2: Uh, absolutely incredible. And, you yeah, know, I think... The stories that um, you know that, that he can tell—it's an inspiration to to all of us today. Uh, it's just as relevant now as it was um, some 80 years ago. Plus, um, an incredible honour to meet heroes like Paddy um, and to be the last known surviving Battle of Britain veteran. It's um, it's it's one of those things that I don't think I'll ever forget. Well, I won't forget. Introduce me to some of the gang here. Are, are any of them non-talkers? Uh, no, we're all talkers. I oh, yeah, so hope really you okay. brought your pyjamas because once you get us going, we'll uh, we'll not stop. So we've got um, Seb Davey, um, who is um, by day, he's a A400 pilot. He's the most experienced bomber pilot we have and he's my bomber leader. So a very experienced uh, Lancaster pilot and uh, an instructor. Uh, we have Chris um, Chris Fairley, uh, who is a first year as a Lancaster co-pilot, um, but a Dakota captain and Rich Hartley, who's a navigator on the uh, the bomber team as well the flight over today how was it? It was um, I'll say a story of two halves so the weather was nice where we got airborne and it was lovely here the middle was uh, was quite challenging so um, I think we probably gave ourselves 50-50 as to whether we'd make it here today they're old aeroplanes we can't fly in cloud Um, we can't fly in rain obviously you know we're we're here to preserve them and look after them we don't take chances with weather so it was certainly marginal in the middle Um, but um, it was good enough for us to get through safely and um, and luckily we're here. Seb, tell me, but you're flying that aircraft, what's it like?
5: Well, it's a huge honour to, to be able to follow in the footsteps of, of those that were my heroes when, when I was growing up. And um, the, the sacrifices that Bomber Command went through um, during ni- the 1940s uh, are self-evident from the numbers mm. of, of those that were lost. Uh, and to be able to help some way to commemorate those lives that were lost in the 1940s is a, is a huge honour for, for me and all of the crew that operate the Lancaster.
0: What are we in store for on Sunday?
5: Well, hopefully, um, should the weather uh, allow it, because uh, they're old aircraft and they're they're very sensitive to to fluctuating weather conditions Uh, but hopefully um, we're we're in for a a display at Bray um, of of the Lancaster Uh, and and most people say that one of the uh, more impressive aspects of the Lancaster is the noise that she makes so Uh, it's not only the visual, it's the aural as well.
0: Which to be fair, our listeners have already heard just
5: before we've had this conversation with you, it was a really dramatic sound as you arrived. Well she does make a a, a fantastic noise, those four Merlins flying in extremely close formation are, uh, are fantastic
0: Paul McDermott is leader of the Irish Air Corps Silver Swallows. Paul McDermott, it is a really amazing day here today, part of the fact that it's also Veterans Day.
3: Yeah, so it's a big day for us here. Um, To echo the words of the BBMF guys, they spoke about commemorating. Um, For us, this is our centenary event, Um, so commemorating the last 100 years of the Irish Air Corps, the people who made the Irish Air Corps, um, and the people presently serving in the Irish Air Corps.
0: And you're just back from Riyadh, um, which was a terrific event for you.
3: Yeah, big honour for us, um, for the team to go across 25 years after the team were last across. cross. Uh, different aeroplane this time, um, but but still as much of a buzz, I feel. Uh, I wasn't around the organisation 25 years ago, but um, certainly a, a really big deal personally uh, for me, for the three guys here, um, and for the Air Corps, and, and for Ireland, to put Irish military aviation back on the map again. Who have you got here with you? Uh, so... The number two position this year is flown by O.C. FTS, Commandant Edward Snowden. Uh, number three this year is flown by Lieutenant Niall Dungan, QFI in FTS. And number four, Captain James Northover, over another um, qualified flying instructor and the Chief Ground Instructor in the Flying Training School.
0: And what's the criteria to find yourself flying for the Silver Swallows?
3: Um, well, I guess, like any display team, uh, it was in Ireland specifically, the aeroplane that we use is part of the Flying Training School. So first and foremost, you need to be a member of the staff and flying the aeroplane. Um, But secondly, I would say um, we're we're a small bunch and group of people, but certainly um, looking at ourselves and looking around any other team, um, a good personality in terms of being able to work together as a team, being able to be flexible, um, and then, I guess, um, flying the airplane and and piloting to the highest possible standard that you can.
0: Uh, there's a legacy, though, to the, to the name Silver Swallows, isn't there?
3: There sure is. And um, it's something that we were a little bit um, worried about taking on, but but still um, very happy to take on. Um, it was a team that was synonymous with one type of aeroplane here, the Fuga Magister. Um, and, and when that aircraft retired, effectively, the team also, um, the team name certainly retired. Um, the aircraft was replaced eventually by the PC-9. Um, and we, our former instructors in the flying training school worked up to a display team of which we became part of and it was decided then thankfully that for the centenary year we would go back to that um, famous brand and
6: name. Mm.
0: Edward can I bring you in as well in the conversation you had the experience today of liaising with the
6: Lancaster and the Hurricane on the way in. Yes indeed um, it was amazing it was really good as I was saying earlier on it sometimes I had to pinch myself oh, yeah. you know when I saw this big aircraft uh, four engines in front of us and uh, of course the Hurricane then tucked in behind it a uh, real privilege and it's not something that g- happens to everyone and it's certainly probably not something's gonna happen again so i really, really enjoyed it
0: It was particularly uh, interesting for me as i walked out not only did i see uh, a group of pilots in a circle and how you know the pilots because they were all doing the hand movers but it was also from the two different countries as well
6: yeah we have a great relationship with the uh, our colleagues in the, the RAF. and um, obviously they're very close to us here geographically uh, we do meet them uh, quite a lot. Uh, for example, as you mentioned earlier on the, REAT, the Royal International Air Tattoo last weekend, obviously we, we met the guys from the Battle of Britain Memorial, and even for this flight to happen today, uh, we've had a uh, number uh, meetings to make it happen physically and, and by phone.
0: Now, can I have a chat with you as well? Number three, what
3: what happens for you in formation? Where are you and what are you doing? So I guess my job is uh, relatively straightforward, and I just have to keep my eyes on on the lead on Paul, uh, and stay there. You know, we've got. Uh, or indications that we're holding the right position um, and, and I suppose today beyond that we had quite a nice view of some other aircraft uh, which I managed to catch a glimpse of a few times and in terms of
0: what we're going to see on Sunday can you tell us anything about it or are you keeping some things a secret I heard there might be something
3: new Some, yeah, I think we've got a a couple of things in surprise um, for Sunday, but absolutely, hopefully, you should see more of the same um, of the display that we performed at Riyadh. So, close formation aerobatics, um, formation opposition passes, um, rejoins, and. uh, And smoke. And smoke, yes. Exactly. (laughs) And and from a point of view of people who are
0: on the ground, um, you know, James, position four, three, two, and one, how does that actually work? How do do we recognise you guys from the ground?
1: Um, Well,. Paul will almost always be at the front of the formation so he's leading and uh, then Covenant Snowden would always be on the uh, right hand side of the formation Nile's always on the left number four will always slot in so we, the most common formation that you'll see is box formation which is like a diamond we do some uh, formation changes so um, Covenant Snowden and Nile is two and three will pull back behind me as number four and that will be a formation change to Swan um, so that makes up the majority of our formation changes throughout the display
0: now, we won't necessarily be able to hear it on the ground, but you're giving commands, or the commands being followed from the lead, aren't
1: they? Yeah, so Paul will give most of his, um, his turning calls, his climbing calls, and that allows two, three, and four to try and anticipate. So we're primarily just looking straight at our references, but with Paul's and his voice, the cadence of it, you get used to how quickly he pulls up and how, how, how rapid he rolls the aircraft, and we try and match that to keep the formation tight uh, and looking good from the ground as well.
0: Edward, how does um, your pilot control speed
6: at that particular case? Are you looking in, looking out? and Because you're obviously trying to formate very, very tightly. Yes, so it's rarely that we'd look inside the cockpit, only when necessary, uh, checking some of our instruments and, and our engine parameters. But primarily uh, outside most of the time, 95% of the time maybe, and that's uh, speed or proximity to the aircraft is controlled by our, the throttle or else the, using the ailerons uh, basically as we, we move the aircraft laterally towards the aircraft. And what's your
0: tip for any pilots who are listening to us when it comes to, uh, you know, not really enjoying the stomach feeling when you find yourself in a roll or a loop? Is that something you just get used to?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, when you start pilot training, that's something that's introduced a gradual process. So you don't just go up there and, and do loads of aerobatics. It's introduced at a very gradual rate. So it's not something to be afraid of, and it's all very controlled and introduced in a, in a gradual manner. Finally, who's got the numbers? Because people are often
0: curious about the airplane.
3: You know, things like speeds. Well, I suppose top speed of the PC9 is 320 knots, um, which equates to about 590 kilometres an hour. Um, our service ceiling is 25,000 feet.
6: Um, in terms of positive G, we can go up to 7G, uh, negative G, minus 3.5. Finally, Edward, after Bray, what's next? So next up after Bray is the Burr Air Show On oh, the so bank holiday weekend. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. So we're looking forward to that and looking forward to a few days break between Bray and Burr. Hopefully, the skies will be clear for us and we'll see you at bright. Fingers crossed.
3: Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full time gig.